The Guineas has gone, the Derby trials are behind us, and it's less than a month to Royal Ascot. Yes, the 2019 flat racing season has hit full stride. There's been plenty happening too in the new market stables of Scott and Fellows. The boys have been extra busy on and off the race course in the last fortnight, as we're about to find out. We've also got a rather marvellous special guest. So it's time to welcome everyone back to the King's Head Dullingham for this, episode five of George and Charlie Off the Bridal. Thanks for listening. I'm Tony Rushmer, tasked with getting these two fellows from the starting stalls to the finish line. With me as always, are new market trainers and all-round good fellas, George Scott and Charlie Fellows. Here we are again, chaps. What's news? All good. How's the move? The move was remarkably stressless. We moved the horses over in a day and my head lads have been sort of slowly ferrying stuff over. But it's been, yeah, it's been really easy. Um, the old yard is now clean, spick and span, for sale for anyone who might be interested. I don't it's know. It's a bit small, it's a bit small, a bit boxy. It's very, very nice yard, lovely big old stone boxes. Uh, <laughs> no, it is a lovely yard. Very nice four bedroom trainer's house, flats, that'll do. Anyway. Um, you must be rattling around that big yard, are you? Yeah. So, so um, The new yard. Yeah, my dog. Plenty of space. My dog thinks it's absolute heaven. She's bowling around there every evening. I go around to turn the lights off. But um, no, it's really nice. Horses settled in well and we had three runners on the first day. And three what? Runners. 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 <laughs> Getting all excited. Three runners on the first day and two one. So that was a good Double start. trouble, yeah. Double. It was a particularly depressing 10 minutes for me in my office. Five minutes, actually. It was even shorter. <laughs> Sat in my portable office <laughs> as you were rattling one in at, yeah. York, at the York uh, Dante Festival and one in at HQ. No, it's good. Yeah. I actually fancy both of them. If I was a punter, I would have backed both of them, actually. They both do sort of typical improving horses, right? Yeah. But, yes. But, and then I tried to be very, very clever and run Iron Magical back uh, five days later. And she obviously got turned over, which was always going to happen. But we basically, we'd wanted to run her in the, at, at Royal Ascot in the Sandringham. And 81 is probably not going to get into a Sandringham. So we decided to roll the dice and have another run, um, which went tits up. So that's disappointing. So we'll, we'll I, take our time. Yeah, I did that as well, didn't I? I ran a filly the other day that won and then ran it back. It's hard to do. It's, so it's not hard. easy. Actually, people think it is easy, but it's not. I think it's easier when you've maybe been giving one just a bit of an educational time and all that sort of stuff. But when a filly's improving like that filly clearly was, it's, it's I think I've had one horse in five years that's actually been able to do that properly. Yeah. And win was, under a penalty. You know, win, like build up a sequence in a quick succession. Like I, I had a horse called Hajam who won a stack load, but he was thrown in. I think they've got to be absolutely chucked in. Otherwise, it's really hard work. Yeah. I mean, Sir Mark obviously does it day in, day out, doesn't he? But, yeah, but Sir Mark's are fun. chucked in, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Because they've had <laughs> runs them three both. duck eggs next to their yeah, name. Yeah. And, you know, they're rated 42. And they I've end got, up rated 90. Yeah. We've got a good two-year-old, actually, who I've witted on a few times on this show about, called Strong Power. And he, he actually won impressively a couple of days after we recorded the last podcast at Lingfield. And just typically... He, he came back with an issue which is going to rule him out of Royal Ascot, which is so frustrating because he would have been a lively 10, 12, 14 to 1 shot in a Windsor Castle, which is so frustrating. Yeah, that is a pain because he actually did look like quite a nice horse. 
the form's working out okay. But anyway, he's a late foal, and I will try and pick up a novice on the way to the Malcolm or something. And like you've that. obviously told the owner it's the best thing that could have happened to the horse. <laughs> yeah, <same> old chap. <laughs> Literally, yeah. late foal, this uh, is a blessing yeah. in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. It's just those old adages. Someone sent me an email actually the other day with the trainer's excuses. It was like three pages of A4 and I've used every single one of them each yeah. year. Uh, so, yeah, but we... Anything else? No, tipping away, really. Run some nice horses, been knocking on the door a little bit, but um, it's all been, all been quiet on that front. And outside of racing? Yeah, I had a funny experience, actually. I did a reading at um, my best friend's wedding. I can't have been best friend, actually, because I wasn't best man. I was doing a reading in the church, so I was obviously... The sort of bronze award. Yeah, bronze yeah. award, like, mate, you Not can do a reading. Quite. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> like, so man, <laughs> anyway, I was bloody nervous. Um, I don't know why. It was a big wedding, but I was bloody nervous. Stood at the back, went up, did the reading, nailed it. And um, we were kind of, you know, that sort of, you know, you're, everyone's filtering out the church and you're sort of, you have to talk to the person that's sort of next to you. Anyway, um, this old chap came up to me and said, said to me, um, oh, well read. I said, oh, thanks a lot. He said, you wouldn't be related to that racehorse trainer, George Scott, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I literally couldn't contain myself. I sort of took a deep breath and was like... I am. That's me. I was just so delighted. Did he ask you if you'd sign his sort of order of service or something like no, that? No, no, not quite. Actually, sadly, we got on talking about you and Chester. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's friends with Paul Roy uh, or something. Uh, okay, with his son. okay, okay. But anyway, you can imagine my, my wife, Polly, is just dismay as I was yeah. going around telling everyone the story. I mean, he'd be about the only person in the world that would ask that question. <laughs> so I, I, I absolutely lap that up. Very good. Um, no, stag do. Stag's so overrated, aren't they? They get very You have tedious. to do one night, one night only yeah. at a stag do. Never fall foul of doing two nights because everyone gets so carried away on the first night. <laughs> one night, one night only, 100%. I couldn't agree more. I think I'm running out of stag do's, though. That's quite nice. Really? I suppose I you're a bit so. older. I'm a bit older. Yeah. Um, you like a festival, though, don't you, still? Yeah. Charlie had an amazing festival at his house for a long time called Secret Garden Party, isn't it? Yeah, my Which brother Anne. Great fun nights. It was a, yeah, that was fantastic. Sadly, it's no longer. Which is desperately sad. You dressed up as a... What did you dress up as? Uh, when we won the dance-off. Yeah. It's probably the most... My, the highlight of my, of my life to date, obviously apart from getting married, uh, was... And the vicar that passed out. And the vicar that passed out while he was marrying us. Um, what uh, it was, So they had a, the festival had like a boxing arena and throughout the weekend you could go up and you could enter the, enter the dance off. And then if you won your sort of group, you then get put into a final, which was on the Sunday. This is like fellows who like is a race horse and they like morphs into this kind of hippie sort of festival girl at the weekend. It's like if anyone saw him like in like what he was doing there, they would sort of... Anyway... Yeah, we, uh, me and a group of friends dressed up as the bobsleigh team from uh, Cool Runnings. <laughs> and we can we, get a picture, surely, and put it on the, the Twitter. Pr- probably is a picture somewhere, yeah. You have probably got your nose pierced. Need and eyebrow pierced. Eyebrow pierced. Yeah. And uh, we built our own bobsleigh out of cardboard. And we, anyway, we entered the like qualifiers. We won our qualifiers. So obviously, like, well, we've got to go back for the final. Anyway, that night, the Saturday night, our bobsleigh, which was made of cardboard, basically got completely trashed. So we spent the whole of Sunday morning reconstructing this sodding, <laughs> this sodding bobsleigh. Anyway, finally we made it. We got into the final. And um, 
we changed our routine for the final so that I don't know if you've seen the film but in the film on the final run the bobsleigh tips over and uh, they crash so in our final routine in the final we changed it so that we all fell over oh the crowd went mad absolutely <laughs> mad we won the whole thing it's a massive crowd that forms around that absolutely thousands, thousands enormous watch that where, where, where is this at Fellas' house the secret garden party in, his, in, his, in the sort of court area <laughs> is this backyard is this festival no more sadly it's just no it's longer unbelievable and is there festival. any footage of this on YouTube fellas? there is there is yeah it it's on YouTube it is if you put Jamaica Bob that, that, in that goes, secret garden party that goes on Twitter yeah. it's yeah, a far cry from being the sort of the master of Bedford House yeah. I was going to say, pierced, pierced eyebrows. He always well. had a pierced eyebrow. I think you've still got a It scar. got ripped out. I've got a scar where it got Scar's ripped out. Nasty. It got ripped out by... I, I love. I wish it would be ripped out in like a fight and I'd knock someone out and as he was falling to the ground, he'd grab my eyebrow piercing and ripped it out. Or a bird ripped out. It got, it got ripped out in the hairdressers. <laughs> 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 it got caught in the hairdresser's comb and got pulled out. <laughs> Too right. Don't don't quite know how we've got here. I think yeah. we were planning to talk about you've been golfing, haven't you? As well? Yeah, and uh, yes. Oh God, I so very kindly I got invited to do the Ed Chamberlain Well Child Golf Day at the Belfry, and the Belfry is a beautiful course, and I love my golf, so obviously it was going to be a yes. Um, but the way it's done is that people pay to put a team in, and then they're paired up with a celebrity. Anyway, I was meant to be one of the celebrities. <laughs> so you had, you had these my poor group story. of people who oh, paid, God. I don't know how much money, to play with a celebrity paired up with me when they could have had Ian Wright, Matt Latiss, Anthony McCoy, Sir Anthony McCoy, uh, Ed Chamberlain, Ollie Bell, and yeah, Seriously, me. Disappointing. Luckily, it was Jono Spence. Um, and Ed, was Ed in your team? Ed Bammington. Um, he's an owner of mine and I hope he's now not yours, an owner of yours and is now <laughs> thinking about having horses with me <laughs> and um, yeah anyway it was a good day we won yeah we won you are very good credit where credit you are a tidy golfer I also tidy played golfer. the best golf shot I have ever hit in my life so I don't know if you know the Belfry but their famous hole is the par 4 10th which is a very short par four, dog leg round to the right, and it's got the green, it's got water all around it. And if you're a big hitter, which I can hit the ball very well, quite a long way, it very rarely goes in the right direction, but you've it goes a long way. you to get behind it. Yeah. Uh, so you I, took it on. So I took it on. Um, anyway, I, I also have a natural fade as well, so it really suited. Anyway, I absolutely creamed the stride, <laughs> and it must, I must have missed the hole by millimetres. No. Yeah, by millimetres. And how Tapping often would a hole in one happen a year? It just wouldn't happen. I don't think, not very often, no. Oh, that would have been legendary. Yeah. yeah. You made the eagle. Oh, no, it actually ran past the hole a little bit, and oh. my putting is dreadful, so I missed the eagle and got a birdie. But still hero status for driving the green. But it was it was an it was a wonderful shot, if I do say so myself. What did you play off? Ten. Tidy golfer. He's quite you golfer. played golf day ten, or you used to? Yeah. Twelve. 12. Yeah, he, you go well together then. A bit better yeah. than me. I'll carry the bag and the and the road beers. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good work, mate. So so how did uh, how did Simcock do? I understand he plays in that one. Did he have a good I day? don't know if anyone uh, David I can David Simcock listens to this. This is brilliant. David Simcock, if ever you get to play golf with David Simcock, it's one of life's great joys. Because his golf swing is a wonder of the world. Lefty. 
He's a lefty. Yeah. And he has the biggest slice you have <laughs> ever seen yeah. in your life. So he aims at a 45 degree angle to where he actually wants the ball to go. And it is so funny. And I just, I played with him out in Dubai once and I put a video up and it got, it got some serious social media action because it's just, it is, it is an incredible <laughs> feat of lack of coordination. But um, yeah, it, very funny. But I don't think he did very well. He can uh, smash it though. He's in the well, the Dunlop is another one who can yeah, nail one. No, so it was me, it was Cocky, uh, Michael Bell, who had six winners. And on I, that day? Uh, yeah, on that day. Whilst and you were there? We'd shared the car, we'd gone there and back together. And he was going on, and you know what Bell's like, his, his glass is very much half full. Oh, so you're always, he, every horse has got a chance. And on the, on the way there, he's banging on about how many winners he's going to have. And uh, literally all of them were in the evening. So in the car journey on the way home, we are listening to runner after runner, Sugar. just banging. I'm going to jump in on that a little bit, actually, because he, he was my old boss, Michael Bell. Great, great friend of mine. I'm actually, you know, God, godfather to his daughter, which is, which is nice. But it's an incredible achievement to have five winners from six runners and one second. And the, f- the first one was the horse that got beat. And that was the one they were all napping. And I'm not over-exaggerating when friends of mine good friends of mine would 40 50 60 grand it cost them the first one and they just watched them head in hands yeah. go in all day in. but it, i'm talking tens and tens of thousands i mean i'd say the bookies would have been smacked for a million off the back of it and it got beat the short head and the yeah. next five went in yeah. but it's an amazing achievement amazing five achievement. winners it really is five out of six and the second one fish beating ahead and then he had the next day he had the next winner as well so he had six out of seven because yeah. let's be honest chaps if you have a double on a day you're, you're buzzing, aren't you? I mean, it's, it's hard finding winners. Yeah. To get five in a day? Yeah. Palmer always said to me, Hugo Palmer, actually, it's a good point. He said, any day with a winner as a trainer is a bloody good day. You know, it's a good yeah. day. It's hard to have a bad day if you have a winner. Five is yeah. ridiculous. Five's extraordinary. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, well done, Mr. Bell. Well done, Very Mike. Good. Yes, congrats, yeah. Mike. He's an avid listener, I'm sure. Yeah, he couldn't give a <laughs> yeah. toss. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough for George and Charlie for the time being. We've got someone else to shoot the breeze with. A runner-up in The Apprentice, a participant in Big Brother, and a very successful entrepreneur. She's now in training to compete in the Magnolia Cup at Glorious Goodwood. After this short break, we'll meet Louisa Zisman. You're listening to episode five of George and Charlie Off the Bridal. George, I think it's only right that you introduce our special guest and uh, how she's come to be joining us on the podcast. Yeah, no, well, Louisa, thanks for taking some time to come and see us. Thanks for having me. Very, very kind. Well, you've ridden out for me this morning. We're not quite <laughs> sure how you managed to get in contact with me in particular, but I think it was through a mutual friend, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, true. I said to my husband, you need to find me a good horse and a good trainer. And then you showed up. Amazing that. And, <laughs> and oh, either box no. and, and, uh, <laughs> Your husband has let you down massively. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I won't, I won't go into too much details, but you actually called two trainers and I came out on top. Yes. I sounded nicer. We're not going to say the name. Oh, you're not going to say the name. We're not going to say the name. Off air. Off air. Someone called Charlie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a bit bit sure of himself. Um, No, so Louise has come in and, um, yeah, we're preparing for the Magnolia Cup, which is, well, you should say a little bit more about it. Yeah, so I'd never heard of the Magnolia Cup. Um, apparently it's one of the biggest charity races at Goodwood, 1st of August. I think we're the first race of Ladies' Day. Um, so this year we're raising money for well-being of women and it's 12 
women doing the race. Um, I think I'm up against. I don't know everyone. Some big names. Yeah, Victoria. I was a little bit annoyed that Victoria Pendleton was doing it because Mm. she's obviously ridden ridden around Cheltenham. And uh, I'm still learning all about the rules of racing, but I think she's ridden under rules or license or something. Yeah, yeah, she has. She's ridden around Cheltenham. Yeah. 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 She knows what she's doing. Yeah. So she she was a late, um, she was a late comer. So I was a bit like, damn, I kind of thought I had it. You're so competitive. I'm so competitive. I'm so competitive. And Vogue Williams is another name who people might know. She's, I don't know who she's training with actually. Jim Boyle. Boyle, that's yeah, it. Yeah. He um, always gets one, doesn't he? Always. Well, he's close um, to London, so it's so convenient. Yeah. yeah. And then Charlie Hill's another trainer. I think he's got a couple of them riding out with him. Some of them have ridden in it before as well. So I am getting really competitive, though. Um, no, it's it's hard. It's literally one of the hardest things I've ever done. Have you, are you ridden all your I've life? I've always ridden, yeah, since I was four. Um, but so this is a different kettle of fish. It's completely different. I'd never, ever sat on a racehorse and then... In February, there's a yard near me where I started riding out. Um, I'm based in Hertfordshire. So that was the first time. I was so nervous as well. Um, but I'm, I'm okay now. I feel fine. It's just it's just so hard. And the fitness test is really soon. So we've got a fitness Yeah, but test that's your bread and butter. Because you're, you're, you you're very fit, aren't you? You love your training. I think I'm fit now. <laughs> no, uh, you actually, on a serious note, you, 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 you ride well. You're bloody brave. Like, nothing faces you. Cause, oh, I, so basically, what we're going to do, we're going to use a horse called Phosphorescence, who I own. Are you, are you actually, you're, so you're using Phosphorescence yeah. in the race? Yeah. Third in it last year. Right. After a slight, we, well, there were two reasons why he could have been a bit closer. We got a slightly bad start last year. Yeah. And there was a ringer in there. There was a, The winner was a complete ringer. Who rode him last year? Alice Manners, <laughs> who's great, actually, and who had a very interrupted preparation for the race due to a few circumstances. She had a bit of a slow start. And as I say, one of the winner actually bought the horse. Yeah, the winner. So said, the girl that won... Her. Yeah, last year. I can't remember. I think I, I think she's called Katie. She had a horse called Hurricane Harry mm-hmm. or Harry Hurricane or something. George Baker. George Baker. And Baker. She, she bought the horse and he's, he does really well now, I think, that horse. So she bought the horse after the race. Yeah. So obviously my ears pricked. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what can I sell you? I'm sure this, you can um, buy this one. Yeah, um, so she, yeah, I think it won. by. I watched the race from last year I watched it back on YouTube and it was an easy win yeah. for that horse so we can be competitive and as yeah. I said to you the I'm wa- just going to take everybody out uh, it's my plan so she's going to shout at I'm just going to shout well I was shouting at everyone going so round today, today yeah today we were on this round canter <laughs> next to my my yard on the back and um like Louise has been around there last week she was slightly out of control last week but I thought <laughs> I give her a lead, so I put her in behind one of my two, in, in a group, of, in a line of two-year-olds. Anyway, there were a few other people using the canter, and I mean, you, 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 you can take oh, over. What happened? So, no, I managed to stay behind the, le- the one that I was behind, so I was second, for what, half a lap? Half a lap. But it was half really lap. hard keeping him back for even half a lap. And then I just said to the to Darren, who was in front of me, I said, I think I might be coming past you. <laughs> and then as I went past, I just went, oh... 
swear word I don't know if you can swear on your podcast um and then just carried on going and I could see in the distance like a lone rider and I thought I'm not there's no way I'm going to catch that one up so this is going to be fine and then I was upon him so I was shouting at him watch out I'm coming through I'm so sorry like going back to it he was so nice it's like you're all right love and I just get and then ahead I saw three horses so two were side by side and one was behind and I just thought oh no what shall I do now so I was trying to stop as well but I think w- a bit with Foz I just kind of thought oh do you know what I'm I can't fight him I let's just let him go a bit and then he'll stop eventually so then I said oh I'm coming through watch out and they just parted like like Moses parted the sea and I just went through the middle of them um, and then I caught up with like more people and they were really nice they kind of then stuck with me that string and yeah, were telling me they then sort of took her under their me. wing halfway around the canter and said right we'll, we'll right, they're like well I'm pull out just pull nice. this train and then I was gonna I said I'm gonna pull out here because I'd slowed down enough they said no don't pull out just carry on in steady canter so I managed to slow down and then I said shall I pull out here and they were like yeah go on off you go at this point we're two miles was it. Yeah, they were so nice to me. This sounds like really, chaos. I'm, 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 still, I'm still like, oh, from it. How old, is, how old is he? How old Seven. Is, seven years he was old. Joseph, Those old buggers are... He's so strong. He is a bugger as well. He's He like literally completely took the piss. Yeah. He's a strong horse. It's my fault completely, entirely. I take full blame for I it. I thought he, it was quite fun. Well, that's the great thing is you're <laughs> so brave. You don't care. She gets off I mean, like, laughing. If, I thought it was laughing. really fun. Oh, well, that sounds, you'll be that sounds like the right attitude. I loved it. You're not scared. And you turn down, down the attire today because last week you are in sequins and everything. Everyone matching, laughed at me last ma- week. <laughs> matching, <laughs> matching lycra sequins and a matching lycra sequin cap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today you turned up instead of like full AP McCoy, like black. Like black. I met, oh, okay. So the event you were talking about, the golf event, I yeah. was there. Did you when? stay for the evening? What, on Monday? Oh, you were Monday. So last Friday, uh, I did Mike Tyndall's one. Uh, okay. At the Belfry? Uh, yeah, I was at the Belfry last Friday and I met AP McCoy, hassled him into giving me his number. Um, <laughs> and then I texted him at like 2am being like, this is a picture of at us. when? To about 2 a.m. You thought you were like drunk texting him. Yeah, well, I was. And I texted him <laughs> and I was like, this is a picture of us in case you don't remember what I look like. And he just replied, uh, I don't drink. <laughs> I was like, in case you're too drunk to remember me, this is us. I don't drink. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Clearly, I do. That's gold. But he's in Newmarket well, anyway, today, when, actually. Why didn't you come and see us? I know. I forgot until you started talking about it. I forgot I was meant to go to the racing school and see him. Oh, God. Maybe I'll text him after this. But yeah, I should have got him on the podcast. Yeah, no, you should have. No, no, there's not enough room. We've got you. Today. It's got me instead. Yeah. But um, no, so guess. training is going well. <laughs> No, it's good. No, you're doing. You're so doing you do good. it once a week. So yeah, I'm here. with you once or twice a week. Well, you're desperate to come up more. I'm desperate to come up more, but George won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. I think now we're ready to. I'm going to move you on to some two. Now he's seen me ride. He knows I'm okay. You need to get, get over to Warren Hill. I oh, know we will. No, we're going to go on the grass Hill? next time. Yeah. No, we What's Warren Hill? Yeah. Warren Hill is like the main, it's where all the big boys train. But that's the where the mean trainers people train are. <laughs> ride one out for Charlie actually one day as well. It'd be a good experience. You're more than welcome. To yeah. Mine are a bit quieter than George's as well. <laughs> so they'd be nice. But Foss is, he is quiet. He's, no, he's just, just, he's just st- really strong. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, as I say, it's entirely my fault. I thought he would be slightly better behaved. You did well. Yeah. And actually, you're not scared at all. You it get doesn't off bother me. No, exactly. I think it's so much fun. Like, I just think it's hilarious. Phosphorescence was Joseph O'Brien's last ever. A winner that's his claim to fame and actually also mine <laughs> have you come off yet 
Louise are all... No, so I haven't fallen Ryan, off. Didn't fall off. Oh, I was never right. going to fall off. No, I know, but you're quite one-sided. Yeah, because <laughs> I've got a really weak left shoulder like from, like, horse riding. This one pops out. Oh. So I could probably do it now, but I won't because it feels... It's sore now after this morning. Um, and I felt my shoulder go this morning as we were going round, which means I just have to maintain with this rein and pull up with this one. And in doing that, I tend to go a bit wonky. And George was like, you're very... <laughs> You're very wonky riding. She's like, yeah, because my shoulder's dislocated. My shoulder is literally popping out because the horse is yoinking it out of its joint. But um, no, it's fine. I I haven't fallen off since I was 17. Um, Last time I fell off, touch wood, last time I fell off was... um, I've had the same... I've got... Well, I bought two more ponies for the kids at the weekend, so now our horse count is up to five. But one of mine I've had since I was 14. I've still got him. I've got my eldest daughter's nine now, and she rides him. But I fell off him when I was 17 and got airlifted to hospital. And I swore since that accident, when they re- like rebuilt my leg, that's also why my left side's weak. Okay, this I'll bear that in mind. broken ankle. Dodgy leg and dodgy, leg dodgy and shoulder. And all down the left but, side. But bottle still intact. Like <laughs> rock solid, proper bottle. Unbelievable. Yeah, but, it's just cool. Yeah, so I can't fall off again because I've got a fear now about falling off. So I just will not fall off. I can't yeah, do like sort of I, I just crap. stay. I'm just like, right, that's it. I'm here. I'm centred, even though George doesn't think I'm centred. <laughs> but I'm just sticking to the horse like glue. Have you ridden fast work yet? Or are you just doing cantering? I just, today was I felt like I was fast. Today was yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Accidentally, yes. Accidentally, yeah. Fast work. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't. No, I've not. I don't. I haven't properly You're galloped ridden in a gallop. We're going to get you on the grass next week. Yeah, I've not ridden on the grass. No, we'll get you on the grass. So so what does the next, I mean, where are we now? End of May. So what does the next two and a bit months look like in terms of progression, (laughs) progression and taking you? Two and a half months. For ages. Um, ages. So I've got my fitness test June, second week of June. Um, And then I guess just more riding, more experience. I'm trying to be, like, I go to the racing school sometimes as well um, and go on the you know, mechanical exerciser, yeah, which is, I find almost harder than being on the actual horse. Because I think when you're on the horse, you've got no choice but to stay on the horse because I'm just like not coming off the horse. So even when I'm tired, like this morning, I was a bit like, oh my goodness, like, let's just chill for a bit, let him run and then try and pull him up. Whereas the mechanical horse, I find it harder because... More, yeah, more tiring. Yeah, Have you done the thing where you sit against the wall? Yeah, where you, you like just crouch against the wall. Yeah, and you squat. Yes, yeah, so we have to do that That's for two good. minutes in our fitness oh, test, mate. which is fine. I did it. So this morning, I did like six minutes squat and hold, and I and a five minute plank, and I was like, oh, this is so good. I'm so strong. I'm like going to ace this. And then I went off up in the horse pissed off with me <laughs> I was like not feeling as strong now do you do strength and conditioning stuff as well with uh, yeah. British racing schools yeah well so I had a um, session with the PT there that will do our fitness test so this is why I've got really competitive because none of the other girls are doing this but because I'm in Newmarket I think I'm one of the only ones training in Newmarket okay. so I found out who the PT was doing our tests and I contacted him um, for some <laughs> sessions. It's mental how competitive. And then um, I've got a mock fitness test with him. So I'm going to do that just to make... Because I really... I'm determined to like beat Victoria Pendleton in the fitness test as well. Because she's an athlete, right? She's but an she's, Olympian. She's a multiple Olympic gold medal. I know. Winner. but it's, so it's And you're good, planning to beat her in the fitness test. Yeah. I think it could be done. I think you could do it. I think cause are you super I fit? I can psych yeah. her out. No, I'm not that fit. Well, you're on your Instagram. All you are in the gym. I'm quite... Yeah, I'm quite... Well, I, only because of this race. 
So I've had to get really fit. So sometimes I'll ride out, I'll do like two lots at home and then do two PT sessions and Pilates in a day. <laughs> well, my With my body's never kids. looked so good. Yeah, and I've got three kids. That's hard. Competitive and fearless. It's quite I a just need. To, I just. I just hope the horse is going to do you justice. As as, as we've had many discussions, he's going to run a competitive race. I have yeah. sort of broached the subject of you finding a faster horse, but you, we've decided that we're not going to do that. I really like Foz now. Yeah, but that's you losing really? competitive edge. You want to win though. His <laughs> horses do win. Yeah, Charlie, what about and, he's, and he's a really yeah. amazing and he's trainer. <laughs> There you go. There you go. There you go. You heard it here. I have to say, I've always that was had the easiest so, fifty I've quid you've been, ever had. <laughs> I've never been exposed to racing in any way, shape, or form. I've never been to a racing yard before February this year. Um, I've never. I've watched racing, but I did have, a, you know, bit bits of a preconceived idea about racing. Like the horses are really young when they're started, and. You know, as an equestrian, more like I've got two really good dressage horses, it sometimes is quite frowned upon. And so, actually, it's been such an eye-opener to me. And when people say, oh, it's so cruel in the Grand National, I'm like, no, you don't understand. The horses are so well looked after. They're so happy. I've never seen, such, like, the yard, your yard, it's so well run. The horses are so well cared for. Um, it's so impressive to see. Because I kind of, I don't know, it's just not what I thought it was. That's another be. 50 quid, isn't it, Charlie? No, it's, no, not, it's interesting it's so, to hear the your perspective so well of racing, isn't it? It's a big debate, you know, it's a big thing about the perception And you do think they're outside. so young, but they're actually, like, really happy. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if they don't want to go, like, I've seen horses, not at your yard, at other, another yard, and the whole, one of them just doesn't like it, just doesn't want to go on, on the track, just, like, stops there. Um, and they're just... You know, I think that they go because they want to go and they actually genuinely enjoy it. Um, and it has been an eye-opener to me to see how well they're treated and, like, how, I mean, they're, like, they live like kings and queens, don't mm. they? No, they do. It's, it's important. Do you think you'll stay and in, keep an interest in the racing industry after? All yeah, this I'd love to you keep... enjoying it? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'd love to keep riding out. I'd love to do more more races. George sold you, sold you a share or tried to sell you a share. No, I want That's, to buy it. I'm like, yeah, I keep yeah, saying yeah. to my George, husband, yeah. I really, really want a racehorse now. You're with the right trainer there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do something, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd love to stay. And um, I spoke to a company, World Horse Racing, I guess you guys have heard of them, um, and they do, like, coverage at some events, and so I might start doing some presenting. And, oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, so... I've got more interviews and TV crews turning up. I know, we're filming, like, over the next couple of weeks. We've got ITV Racing coming to the yard and... Someone else. Who's the other one? And that World Horse Racing World Horse coming. Racing. Yeah, so... That's no, good. it's That's great. Good. It's, great for, it's great for you to talk about racing so enthusiastically, and it's what we're all looking for, really, isn't it? It's... Uh, you know, it gets a bit of a tough rep, but it's, it shouldn't really. And it's just people are not narrow-minded, but they're just not exposed to what actually I goes think it, on. It, I think it is a bit of narrow-mindedness. And, it, and it's, yeah, you're just not, not exposed to it. And you do have a preconceived idea about it. But it's completely blown all of my perceptions of racing out of the water and in a good way, in a really, really positive way. But I'm definitely going to keep it up. Can I ask? Um, keep coming up. You're on the team. You're on the. <laughs> team. You're on the team. Yeah. Can I ask what you're doing, sort of away from racing? I mean, obviously you're working hard to get fit for this race, but what what's the 2019 doing for you? What so you I'm meant to be writing a book, which the publisher keeps chasing me for, but racing has kind of taken over my life. So I've only done two chapters, and it's meant to be 12. Um, so I'm doing that, and I have a podcast as well. 
It's not as good as your one, guys. Wow. Yeah. It, just has, it just has 999,000 more listeners per episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apart from that, it's not. Yeah. yeah, so I have a podcast twice a week. It's called Loose Lips. You do it twice a week. Yeah, maybe. so we record once a week, but it goes out twice a week. Um, it's topical, newsy, very opinionated, a lot ruder than... Quite sweary, yeah. So it's it's super fun and it's got quite almost like a bit of a cult following now. Um so we're gonna take that on tour as well at the end of the year. Epic. Um, you should do one here, you should do one at Newmarket Nights or something. Yeah, so, so is that like a live or are you taking it as a yeah, live? Yeah, so podcast? we did yeah, we did one live at Christmas and it was so well received we just couldn't I mean we were turning people away and I'm actually running an event to raise money for well-being of women for the race on the 29th of June um, and we've had over a thousand requests for tickets at the moment so we've just got this huge mailing list and it'll just be first come first serve but there'll be a great event hopefully we'll raise loads of money for the charity and then yeah so we'll plan that tour I'll probably just manage that because I'm a control freak um, so yeah I'll do the tour there later this year write the book and carry on with the podcast. And we probably, having got you here, we probably, we've got to ask you about The Apprentice. Come on then. <laughs> so I've been winding, I'm going to be honest, I've been winding these two up saying, why have we got Louise Zissman coming on our, <laughs> on our podcast? Nothing to do with racing, blah, blah, blah. And actually, I, mean. I, am, no, I, mean, he's only... I haven't told them that I am a massive Apprentice fan, so I know fully well <laughs> and he's who blushing. you are. It, was that amazing? Yeah, it was. It was an amazing experience. Is it real? It, I feel like a lot of it is scripted. So no, it's real. It, it's really so real. People um, really do some do some stupid, stupid things. things. Like I think The Apprentice is half um, casting of characters and half casting of actual people with a bit of business sense. You know, we're not the smartest brains in Britain. We're not. You know, I can run a business pretty well, but other people can do it better um so yeah it, and I think it's just I remember going in and like h- at home personally I was having issues with my first husband and he'd applied to be on The Apprentice about five times so we were then breaking up and I'm actually really good friends with him now which is why I say this but um I just applied to spite him <laughs> <laughs> And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go on and I'm going to, I knew that I'd either go in the first week or stay until the end. And um, I just said to him the week before I was going in, I was like, oh, by the way, just want to let you know, I'm going in The Apprentice next week. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, bye. And um, I I left him. And then when went in there and you have no phone they don't let you watch telly you're not allowed to read newspapers they keep you almost brainwash you into a complete bubble and they even go to the toilet with you when you're out you can't go anywhere on your own it's the weirdest experience but you're so engrossed in the whole thing you come out and it's like I remember coming out we did our last final boardroom on the Saturday and one of my businesses was doing a trade show at the NEC so I obviously hadn't been at work for like 10 weeks because you don't go home, you get one phone call a week for 10 minutes. Um, so I was kind of checking up, making sure payroll was done. I was working. I didn't. I had a two-year-old at the time, and it was like two minutes on the phone to my mum about her. And um, I went to the NEC and was then doing a trade show, which felt like an apprentice task. And um, I said to my manager, I said, oh, can I go to the toilet? <laughs> and she went, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, can I go to the toilet? She said, 
why are you asking me if you can go to the toilet? And I said, oh, yeah, sorry. And I said, but can you come with me? Because <laughs> you got so used to having a I have been to the toilet on my own, yeah, for nearly three months. And I made her come into the toilet with me. And it was just mad, the whole thing. But it's true, 20 minutes to get ready. And the book, um, really? So that yeah, phone call where you get you get told Lord Sugar will meet yeah. you. At we kind of cheated a bit because obviously the cameras arrive at the house and they'll do their setup. And you can, if you're not, a deep sleeper which I'm not you can hear them so in my room there was like four of us in my room I'd be like girls wake up they're here like we've got so then we buy a bit more time to get ready so, so we the 4.30 starts in that's, the morning. that's and you, true and you are there every day of every week because I had visions of you completing house. a task and you can go home for a week no they don't back. let you out their sight you're not even in the evening when you're kind of chilling they don't let you drink alcohol you're you're really put in a in a zone and it's crazy but I do it I do it again in a heartbeat. I absolutely and love it. And Lord Sugar? Yeah, so you don't have that much exposure <coughs> with him. Just... It's literally what you see is what I see. Yeah. Um, a couple of things off camera. I'm happy I didn't win, put it that way. Um, so, yeah, it worked out really well for me. And I got the investment for my business. I only ended up giving 24% away for the same amount he would have given me for 50. Oh, wow. I then went and got famous and played around a bit and the business didn't go so well. But still, <laughs> Here we are. I had so much fun. <laughs> and was, was, was Karen at that stage? Or? Yeah, so we had Karen and Nick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Claude, who's now was interviewing. He's brutal, isn't he? I love Claude. I loved he Claude. He seems a lovely fellow, actually. He's We've got to know him the, a bit more now. Yeah, in the interviews. Kind of yeah, so now I'll kind of band with him on Twitter and stuff when I go on Twitter. But he was, my interview with him was really lovely. And um, I think that people are so scared about him. I don't really have any fears. Like my fear factor, it takes a lot to scare me with anything and so everyone else is really nervous and I'm just kind of like do you know what? what's the worst that can happen it's a bit like riding I just think you know I might fall off might get out of the again <laughs> but what's really what's you know when you go into an interview situation like that it's just like what's the worst that can happen I can do my best so um, no it was great I loved The Apprentice mm. I loved it it's epic right well we'll be back after the break to catch up with George's upcoming runners we hope Louisa will hang around uh, and afterwards we will get some tips on the derby from both you boys you're listening to george and charlie off the bridle you can stay in touch with us about this episode and future ones by following at bridal podcast on twitter special guest louisa zisman still in the building pleased to say George, Charlie, uh, what have you got coming up in the, the next week or two, runners-wise? Do you know what? I'm quite quiet, actually. Um, quite quiet as well, actually. I, I, I what about that two-year-old that ran at Ascot of yours? Because that will win next time if you do if you place it properly. <laughs> it's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, but it ran well. I thought he shaped very, very well. That's kind. Thank you, George. But I'd say stay away from one of the major tracks. Go up north. Huh? Go up north. He is fine. He came back a little bit stiff and sore after his race, so um, I've taken my time with him and, I don't know, he'll run in a couple of weeks' time maybe, as long as everything goes okay. Actually, I had a slightly kicking myself. The Brigadier Gerard tonight is not the strongest race in the world. And I've got a horse called Free Rolling, who won first time out in Chelmsford a couple of weeks ago. The Gamble Horse? Massive gamble. We had it right off. It was a real touch. Four-year-old, wasn't it? First time out. Four years old. So first what's been time the story? Out. It's big. It's massive. Absolutely Taking forever. Massive. Taking a long time to come 
to hand. Worth waiting for. And um, has eventually been worth waiting for. And he's quite a good horse. But the problem he has is he's four years old and he's only run once. So he doesn't have a handicap mark. So we've either got the choice and there's no four-year-old novice race anymore. So we've either got the choice of running in a stakes race or running in a novice race against three-year-olds and carrying four-year-old weight allowance and a penalty for winning his race which is which is a complete joke you might be able to ride him that way i would be able i mean to what would he weigh no he carried 10 stone 7 10 stone 7 yeah, yeah with the penalty yeah so um well, so i don't know where the hell i'm going to run him um and i'm slightly looking at the brigadier gerard thinking i mean why don't we on, stick mate. him in there <laughs> don't be silly he's quite a nice horse i know but from running a really moderate novice at Chelmsford to the big Brigadier Gerard, you I think you meant dodged a bullet there. Louisa, just so you know, we must just bring Louisa in here. This was a horse that Charlie didn't race as a two or three year old, one two, three weeks ago and was the subject of a pretty significant gamble. They um, had it right off they won yeah, a right few quid. Work. Good bit you, of work that. Do you have a few quid on them or are you a gambler? I would be a gambler if I knew what to gamble on. You like are you being names and colours sort of so, yeah so I just choose the name that I like. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so if it's got, so you've got one. What's it called? Puff the Magic Dragon. Yes. So I would bet on that. On the name. Yeah, because I like the name. But if Charlie gave you the tip and said, "Here's one. Have you tenner each way on?" You'd be quite keen to cheer one I'd, home. Yeah, I'd bet, and then if I lost, I'd be like, "Charlie, give me my money." <laughs> <laughs> but no, normally I go to Ascot, and then I just choose the ones with the names that I like. But I'm hoping now I've learnt more about racing. Maybe it'd be. Well, so you'd like, be able better. to look into the form a bit more. Yeah. Will you be at Ascot this year, Louise? You mentioned Royal Ascot. Do you enjoy that? So, yeah, I love it. I've gone for the past few years. I wasn't meant to be going this year, um, but I think I might be now doing some presenting there. So I'm not sure. So I may be there. I'm really busy. So, George, talking, we've, we've heard about Charlie's runners, bits and bobs. Have you got anything? Yeah, we've coming? got, um, as I say, nothing. Well, I, I, we ran a really nice horse at Carlisle the other day. I had fellows on the phone bloody in the morning, of course, saying, why are you sending one up to Carlisle? Poor old owners forking out an absolute fortune to go all the way up to Carlisle, finish second for a nice run, get a mark next time, won't it? Finished second, ran a blinder. He got beaten by a good horse. It was a bit of a shame, really. Nice but he cheap was, journey. He was running for a... There's a it's all, they've already paid up front, so it doesn't matter. Uh, he was running for a bonus and it was a class three main it was 16 and a half grand to the winner and it was like 900 quid a second it was no. within a second but I think he's a pretty nice two year old and he, I, I might run him in the woodcut at Epsom because it can cut up that race he's got plenty of experience and he avoids the five pound penalty for, for winning so he's effectively a winner without being a winner isn't he but he's got the experience, so I might go to the woodcut on Oaks Day. With Sorry, him. can you expect how's he a winner without being a winner? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Because, because, in because... order to win a race, <laughs> you have to come home in front, George. Because yeah? he would have but... won the other race if no, the other exactly. horse wasn't as good. Generally, you're being penalised, aren't you, for for your experience in this at this time of year? He's fe- effectively run a massive race. He could have won. He just got beaten, so he avoids so a five pound penalty. <laughs> no, but the point is, George, he's going George, in there. As a... George, you're talking absolute crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a pretty understandable point. The so point I've is, had 16 seconds this year. Did they technically they sort winners. of win? They're, They're winners, winners without winning. <laughs> no, winners. I, I've no, had six. Louisa, I've had you're, 16. You're being really simple here. Win you're being really simple. Without winning. You're being really simple. Because I feel like I'm in the, the middle whole, of these two. The whole well, you point. You like you're siding with Charlie, so I'm going to have to stick up with no, George. No, no, no. I no. actually see the what he's The whole point of the I conditions understand. of the race is that the, if you're a winner going into it, you get penalised. 
Okay, so, so you, you get, get a weight five, penalty. You get a five pound weight weight penalty. So effectively, he's shown himself to be a good horse without winning. So he he effectively will go to the race without carrying a winner's penalty, despite fellows is just ducking back to his microphone. He got, Please shut he up. He got beaten in a novice at Carlisle. Where fellows, is Carlisle? Fellows, exactly, Louis. Point. That is Thank a good you point. Where is Car- is it very Wales? Good point. I've never been there. No. I'm not very. I love part of the country, Cumberland, <laughs> oh, long way away. That's <laughs> and that's why I came second on the Apprentice Boys. <laughs> um, so so will you be at Epsom for the Derby? Have you not been to the Derby? Have you? No, before? I've never been to the. I've, only, that's, that's I've only ever been to Ascot. I always go to the Queen Anne enclosure because I think the Royal Box is a bit chavvy there. Shh, you can't say that. Which Sorry, box is? Can I not say you that? You can say what you like. Which the Royal Box. Royal enclosure. You know, it's just not like the Royal enclosure. The Royal the Royal enclosure. Royal enclosure. Not the Royal Box. They're not chavvy in the box. <laughs> no, the Royal enclosure. The enclosure, yeah, because... Even just... Carl, the producer's frowning at this point. Carl's thinking. I always editor. say the wrong thing. Carl's motionless for the last five episodes. Yeah, so He's been giggling now for the last hour. I'd love Reason to get quite... out more to the races. I really am still very ignorant about. I don't know how you guys as trainers know what horse to run in what race and what horse suits what ground. I mean, I'm still learning so much. And I few think... sarcastic fellows from Cobb. George still doesn't Comment know. Fellows, yeah. <laughs> I nearly joined in there. Um, um, no, it's all good. Uh, let's just quickly get on to the derby because people might be listening for the derby. The thing that beat your horse at Chester. I can't have, I can't have can't Dragner. Have he beat nothing at Chester. <laughs> you, made a, you made a slight didn't... mistake there, right? You ran in completely the wrong race, didn't you? Well, Would you hold your hands up and it, say you made a real mistake? It depends what way you're looking at it. Well, you stepped up from a mile to a mile and a quarter to a mile and a half. Yes. Which is madness. You should have let the derby dictate the mile and a half. If what, he's got the so what, what I, would, I would rather find out at Chester on the right ground whether he stays or not than run in a derby with 20 runners on ground that's probably going to be too quick. You can't tell me you'd rather have done what you did than win a mile, over a mile. Hundred percent. That is that. No, it's make not. Sense. How many horses run in a derby and never come out of it? Never run a good race again. We but I don't out, agree with what you're we saying. We now can drop back to ten furlongs. We'll either go to the Hampton Court or we'll go to the France <laughs> for a Group Two. Say it in layman's terms. I've got, got a good horse. I've got a proper horse. You don't want to run it in a derby horse. because the ground might well, hurt no, it and it might never run again. Still running at Chester. Why can't you do both? See out twelve furlongs. It doesn't get the trip. The trip was too far. He's got. He trialed it. Too long. Charlie trialed it just to see if he had a horse that could extend to run over a mile and a half, and it just came up. So we're now not doing the derby. Correct. The original question was: Is the horse that we got there in the end? Is the horse that beat me going to win the derby? No. Is that the horse that came second then? No, because it didn't stay. It went backwards in the in the closing two furlongs because it just didn't see out the trip. So. It's a good horse. But Where it did it go? It, it, just, it just ran out of steam. Oh, that's it ran still out of quite good. It, it ran, it ran a very credible. It's not going to get beat from here to Cambridge. Moving on, good. chaps. I'm just going to move on. Okay. What wins the derby? I like Telecaster if he runs. I'd love to see him run. Your broom. I'm broom. Anthony Van Dyke. Who shall I bet on then? Because we've got three different horses Three different there. candidates. Well, have a fiver on each. My suggestion on both Something the recognised trials in Ireland. Uh, Telecaster, I have to say, if, run, if he runs to his level, it looks an incredibly exciting horse. To race on the front end, as he did against Turgenev, and then see off too darn hot. That horse has run a heck of a Oh, I like that name. So, Broom wins <laughs> the derby. Um, and you think Anthony Van Dyke, Charlie, and you're going in the Telecaster camp. Mm-hmm. Job done. That concludes the Epsom chat. Louise has hung around because she knows that uh, George is going to buy a lunch. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to sign off on this note and hope you enjoyed episode five. 
we enjoyed having you here. Was it fun? I mean, thank you. Yeah. I loved it. Was it, was it amateur yeah, it was. compared to your um, podcast? No, it's a very professional setup. It's a nicer <laughs> environment than my podcast because we're in a pub. Yeah, exactly. It's true. You've been a great guest. Thank I've you. I've got very wine. Much. I'm very happy. Thank you, for Rose. Me. Yeah. thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So that's a wrap for episode five. Just to let you know, we've got something special in the pipeline ahead of Royal Ascot. Um, more of that on at Bridal Podcast uh, Twitter in the days, weeks to come. Thanks to the superb King's Head Dullingham for hosting us once again. Thanks too to Carl Homer from Cambridge TV for producing us. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Bridal Podcast. And also please do subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>